Podcasting from a small town in the Bible Belt, you're listening to the Environmental Christian Podcast. No, that is not an oxymoron. It's a podcast for environmentalists and Christians and Christian environmentalists and environmental Christians. Just keep listening. It's a podcast for you. Hey, everybody. You know, I have a hard time deciding what to talk about. Um, Partly because Christianity is, is in such a state that I feel like if I ignore talking about it and only talk about creation care, it's not taking everything into consideration um, and it seems a little bit false. So I go back and forth about whether to talk about just creation care and Christians or Christianity in general right now and how it relates to creation care. So I'm just a big mess of what to talk about and I'm going to try to stop doing that. So today I want to talk about shipping containers that are stuck out in the ocean outside of a port in Los Angeles. So talking about all the consumer items that may be on those shipping containers and why there's a backlog. Uh, And honestly, I am not sure what's on those containers. Um, And that makes me, uh, when I think that there might be perishables or even, I mean, I don't know, so I'm hoping that animals um, are not shipped that way. But anyway, what is sitting in those containers? And why are they sitting on those containers? Um, and I think it's a symbolism of where we are in the world uh, and where Americans are in our culture and its statement on Christianity. Uh, what is on those containers that I have to have? Um, we are so lucky to live in a place where most everyone, not everyone, most everyone has basic needs taken care of. Um, but not everyone has basic needs being taken care of, and we have a gazillion dollars sitting on shipping containers out in the ocean that perhaps we could find better ways to use that money that we spent there to help our neighbors with basic needs. Uh, and what I like to do in some of my classes when I've gone out to, to speak is, uh, where does this stuff come from? So if you think about all those shipping, uh, the ships and the containers themselves, they're all made out of something. So all of those ships and containers just by themselves are made from materials that come from the earth. And just in that visualization, that is a lot of mining, 
uh, production and materials um, to be used. And then you think of what might be in those containers now. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of things that, you know, we can, that we need, you know, but I also know there's a store nearby that um, basically takes, it's a large enough company that takes returns and just sells them. They don't actually put any of the returns back into circulation. It is cheaper for them to put them in a container and sell them to um, to groups, to organizations, to businesses that then open a store. <coughs> Excuse me, where people can just go through bins of stuff. It's not even sorted, and it's all kinds of stuff. You never know what you might find in these places. Um, and so I think about sometimes when I've uh, frequented a, a place like that, uh, just all of the junk that is in there that we don't need. And all of the materials and money and resources that went in to make it that once it does not get sold there probably just ends up in a trash bin you know that then goes into a landfill or something so we do not have a circular uh, economy or um you know, we have this, this throwaway society and we have things where, you know, it's cheaper to order a thousand of something, even though we know we don't need a thousand, we'll order a thousand because it's somehow cheaper money-wise. And then we end up, you know, taking the rest to, you know, a thrift store. Um because we only think of costs as being money. We don't think of costs as uh, production costs, material costs. Um, we don't think about the waste and there is a cost to the waste and we're living in it. <coughs> and so those shipping containers to me represent kind of the state of Christianity in America. We are so trying to fill a void. And you have to figure out what that, well, we all know the void. It's, it's God. Um, and so when we try to fill a void that should be filled with God, we fill it with stuff. And then we are not fulfilled and so, what do we do? We look to buy more stuff to fill that void that never gets filled because it's not a void that can be filled with stuff. So, what does that mean? I mean, as Christians, what should we do? As Christians who are trying to fall 
Christ who says to give up everything. Um, I don't know how many people know, but I'm in seminary right now and, and uh, I'm taking a New Testament class, so this is kind of funny, but um, I'm looking, looking and learning about redaction uh, and um, looking at the synoptic gospels, so looking at Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and right now looking especially at Luke compared to Matthew, um, you know, a lot of it is the same. You know, if you take scriptures and you look at them side by side, parallel, you'll see a lot of the same verbatim language. And then with Luke and some of the scriptures that I've been reading recently, like it'll be verbatim and then Luke will add something. And so in the scriptures that we were given to look at, I noticed Luke adds things about rich people. And if you have more than you need, you give it away or you share it. Like he is very adamant among other things. But the things that he includes that you can't find in Matthew in these scriptures that I've been looking at have to do with rich people. And you may be thinking you're not part of the 1%. You don't own Facebook or you don't make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You might be living, you know, modestly. Um, But in America, we are rich. Most everyone is rich. So it does not say in the Bible to accumulate more, you know, to build bigger grain houses, to store things. Um, We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to give stuff away. Uh, We're supposed to live meagerly um, and and give things away. Uh, for, For Methodists, you know, you think about John Wesley who gave more of his uh, salary away than what he kept. He lived very frugally in order to help help others. Um, And so I think as Christians, you know, if you read the New Testament, which is kind of, you know, Jesus is kind of what makes us uh, Christians, There is nothing that says do tons of online shopping and buy stuff and buy more stuff. It doesn't say that. It, it is telling us to release ourselves from that spirit of want, needing, of feeling like you don't have enough. Uh, if we started looking around, I have more than enough. I have way more. Uh, so much more that it becomes uh, work. You know, if you buy things, you have to put it somewhere and you have to dust it and you have to take care of it. Uh, I have way more than what I need and it's creating work, uh, which means it's taking away time from 
you know, spending time in better places, maybe relationships with my people uh, and relationships with God. I mean, when do we have time to spend time with God? We have time. Do we make the time? Uh, and, and if we're spending, you know, 30 minutes, and I'm talking to myself. <laughs> That's how I get these examples. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. So when I spend 30 minutes scrolling through Facebook, is there something better that I could have been doing? Would it have been better for me to pray, uh, to read the Bible, uh, to meditate, um, to pray with my feet? Um, so what can we do thinking about what can we learn? So thinking about everything that is on hold right now in containers, sitting on the ocean, what can we learn from that? Can we take a few minutes to think, you know, if I've ordered something or there's something that I've wanted to get at the store and the shelves are bare, can I take a few minutes to think, is that something I actually have to have? Even when there aren't ships, in the ocean waiting to, uh, to dock and be unloaded, you know, we need to take the time to think, is that something I have to have? Is that a want? Is that a need? Um, does it further my relationship with Christ? You know, we need to be, we need to be always kind of reviewing what's going on in our life. And right now, the ships in the ocean, uh, it's just a commentary on the privilege that we have as Americans <coughs> and the wealth. Um, and how much money we spend for things that are made uh, overseas and do we know how those things are made when we pull the thread of something that is made not here would we be appalled at finding at the under, other end of that thread a child uh, working to make something for us or the squalor in which people work or the money um, that is not giving fair wages, you know, are they making fair wages? Um, are they taken care of? Uh, I don't think we take all of that into account when we make uh, purchases, when we decide what we need or, or want. 
we do not take the whole into account. We see the price, we see that we want it, and we buy it. We don't think of anything on the other side of that. What could I spend this money on that might help somebody? <coughs> Who's making this product? Where does the product come from? Where are the materials sourced? Uh, there is so much, especially, especially now that we are a global economy. Um, there is so much we don't know about what we buy. Um, and does it matter? Yes. It matters. Um, and that's a whole... Like, there's a lot that goes into that. If I don't buy this, somebody doesn't have a job. I mean, this whole capitalism culture in which we live, um, I, I don't know what it would be, but it seems like there should be a better, there should be a better way. Um, but that's not going to happen until we... Um, get right in our relationship with, with God. Um, and that's going to take work. <laughs> and I call it work, but really, should it be work? Should it be work to have a relationship with God? Should it feel like work? And I don't think it should. So instead today, maybe, instead of using 15 minutes of a break to scroll Facebook or to do online shopping or um, do anything like that, maybe we can take that 15 minutes to take a walk and see what's going on around us uh, to pray uh, to ask God to open our eyes and to thank God for everything that we have. Um, and to be truly grateful for everything that we have and the opportunities we have, but to also know that that comes with a great responsibility. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, we have a lot of responsibility, and some of that has to do with being Americans, I believe, but mostly to do with us as representatives of Christ. Are we representing Christ in the best way we can? Um, and we have a lot of uh, side Christianity, hijacked Christianity that is trying to represent Christianity. It is not a Christianity that I am familiar with. Uh, it is not one I want to have anything to do with. Um, but I know better. I know that's not the correct representation of Christ. But what am I doing to fix that repre representation? I don't know that I'm doing any better. Um, so let's just take a few minutes 
out of our day. That's the least, <laughs> that's the least we could do. And sit with uh, our consumption of earthly things and how it affects us. And ask ourselves, do we have to be a part of this? And I know for me, right now I can say, you know, a resounding no. I don't want to be a part of that. Ask me in five minutes and it could change because uh, I don't stay focused. Um, and so it's something that I have to, um, I, I wish it were easy. I wish I could just say, I'm not going to think about this or do this anymore. And it never occurred to me again, but it's a process. And I am out of practice. I once was very good at, at uh, saying no. And I've had uh, emotionally, mentally, a couple of difficult years. And even in that, I know, <laughs> I know I'm privileged because things are fine. Things are good. I have everything I need. I have most everything I want. Um, and yet I've still had, you know, some, uh, some, some difficult times this year and last year and the year before that. Um, but it's never going to be, well, I don't know that. I won't say that. I think it will be easy. I think at some point we will find freedom in relinquishing ourselves to God. Which is funny because I think by relinquishing ourselves to God, we're giving up a whole, what we would think a whole lot. But once we do it, we see how much we've gained. It's an anomaly. It seems very, um, it seems very hard. And as humans, I think we have a hard time um, seeing that we can get something um, from nothing. So uh, I hope to be back next week. We'll talk about something else. Um, I don't want to be discouraging, but I think we need to use some of these uh, things that we're seeing and, and talking about as not something that we cannot overcome, but as opportunity. So this is an opportunity for us to take a good look at ourselves while things are sitting in the ocean, to take a good look at ourselves and see how we contribute and if we want to be part of a, a system that takes advantage of people, takes advantage of the earth, um, and it is, is not good for the earth. And if it's not good for the earth, it's not good for us. We can pretend 
that technology or whatever is going to save us. Um, but it's us. And once we get that right relationship back with, with creation and with God, uh, I believe we'll see that. Hey, thanks for listening to The Environmental Christian. If you have a question or comment pertaining to the podcast or Christians in the environment, please send me an email at environmentalchristian at gmail.com or check out The Environmental Christian on Facebook. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.